Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to the Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast with Benji Nyson. This is the Antarmarche Wanti Gobert Materio 2021 preview their first year at world tour level now i understand that they, they were circus want to go there last year um i understand that anton marche some sort of supermarket in the south of belgium uh below some sort of as benji describes to me or as i understand it green line akin to the divide between northern cyprus and the Cip- turkish cypriots and the greek <laughs> the uh greek cypriots but uh, he says he's never been there because he does not cross that line into <laughs> Wallonie. Um, so he doesn't know. He's a, you're a jumbo. Are you a jumbo man? What is your? What's the supermarket in your in your neck of the woods in in uh, Flanders? Jumbo's in Netherlands, mate. Come on, I've you're never what? seen a jumbo in my They're life. They're trying to expand, actually. mate. That's why they signed Wild Van Aert. Come on, forgive me. That's why they signed in. They're trying to move in. <laughs> so basically. The, the supermarket world in Belgium looks yeah. like this. We've got Carrefour, Lidl, Aldi and such in the, in the northern part. And in the south, we've got Antomarché and also Carrefour because that comes from the French. Uh, we've also got the Dutch that are trying to come in, not with Jumbo, but with Albert Heijn. So, yeah, it, it's an interesting landscape. But you're not here for supermarket lessons. Let's dive in what we're here for, actually. Perhaps the... Uh... Market dynamics of, in, of supermarkets in Flanders might be more interesting than the prospects of this team, the newest World Tour team, <laughs> in 2021. Inter- Marche. Now, they took over CCC's license. So CCC technically, well, they did fold. I mean, it's a completely, this is the circus team, Circus Montegobert team. Uh, they got their World Tour license and they're not, they weren't the best pro Conti team. So that license was, Benji says, initially offered to, I think, Alpes and Phoenix, who were clearly the highest ranked pro Conti team. Uh, but they didn't want it. And Antomarche took it. Now, Antomarche have added more money. I think they need a lot more money to compete at world to a level. But I'm worried, Benji. I think. This is the best example, this team, of why becoming a World Tour team is a poison chalice if you really don't have the financial means to be a, be a proper World Tour team or compete at that level. And this, this truly is a, a just a mid-pro Conti team still on paper. It's not a World Tour level team at all, uh, particularly given what, Israel Startup Nation have done to improve their level. Um, am I being too harsh, Benji, or is are there some younger riders I'm missing, or is that the rea- the reality of this team? I think it's very much a reality, and I also think it's kind of because of the situation they were put in. They were put in a position to have a choice to get that license very, very far into the transfer season. Let's say 85% of the transfers were already done for the teams. So 
the biggest riders already had a team that they were looking at. It didn't help that Quebec ended up surviving because those riders stayed at that team so they couldn't sign, for example, a Nizzolo if he, for example, would not have Quebec to go to. So I think that their transfers were heavily impacted by that. I also think they plainly don't have the money for big guns. And I think they're going to really struggle in 2021 because if we look at the team, then yeah, we'll talk about it in a bit. But I think there's four riders that are worthy of World Tour. Yeah, it's it's really tough. I mean, I just, I know I understand that, oh, if you get offered something and it's like, seems like a step up, but, but it, and it's a guaranteed Tour de France spot as well. But it just can't be worth it, and it's it's not going to end well. So the 2020 review, if you're not familiar with the team, they won four races, uh, two one 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 day races. So that's the lowest level of pro race. Am I right, Benji? One one, like one one and two ones, the lowest, and it's two pro, one pro, and then it's world tour, the three levels of pro races. There's also one two and two two. Okay, what? What are, yeah. they, are they below one ones? Yeah. Okay, so it's the third of the fourth level. Okay, very confusing for someone that's not <laughs> not too good at maths. So they won, and then they won two two one races. Took <laughs> both of them at the uh, Vuelta Ciclista a la Region de Murcia, uh, stage one in GC with Zandro Marisa, and they won Tour de Do, which is actually quite a nice win with Lloyd Fliegen, who I actually think is very good. And yes. he beat there the you know the best rider in the world, William Gunnar came second, and then they won Kukshi Pale, with Danny Van Poppel, sprinter who's won a Welter stage before, I think in about six years ago now, five years ago now, uh, in twenty fifteen. So four wins, not at World Tour level, still Movistar only <laughs> only won two races, but yeah, it's just a middling, just a middling pro Conti team to me, and. Um, that's what they were last year, and they've not really made too many changes. So here's the transfers. They have made some changes. That's not that's not true. But maybe they weren't good changes. Timothy Dupont, Benji, he already won a, a stage at Passage against some good sprinters. He beat Nizzolo and, and Buani uh, from Bingual, Wallonie Bruxelles. Bingual. Um, Stop yeah. saying Bingual. It's Bingual. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, he's he's gone. He was a good sprinter. I actually think. Do you think Dupont's quite good, or was that just an opportunistic lucky win? I think he's a good sprinter. I think over the years he also had a year where he had the most sprint victories of anybody, or the most victories of anybody in the world in that year because he rode those. Well, they were called Napoleon Cup games in Belgium, which are those Belgian small scale classics like Brussels Cycling Classic and even smaller ones like that. And he was good in those and ended up winning quite a bunch of them. So um, I think he is getting older, though. He has won in the Tour de Bessage, you mentioned it. But let's be honest, half the peloton fell as well. So we can't really use that result to say, ah, he's, he's the best sprinter at the start line in the Tour de Bessage. So uh, it's difficult to mention that. Xander Murray's is for me the rider that I'm most worried about, about the riders yeah. that left their team. Yeah. I, I think he was capable of winning... Grand Tour stages. I think he came close at some point in one of the stages of a, a Tour de France they were in, but I don't know how close that was. Um, he came he's going to Alps in Phoenix. And what, sorry? 
he came third in a stage in the tour in 2019. Yeah, so definitely, definitely worthy of a world tour spot. And he's going to Pro Conti. So <laughs> he clearly feels like the spot in Alperson is... Isn't that funny? Yeah. It, proves our, it proves our point exactly, right? The team has gone world tour and he's chosen to gone, go, quote-unquote, back down to Pro Conti level to ride for a, the stronger team, Alperson Phoenix. And you're right. He clearly is capable of winning a, a world tour level race on his day if it, if it all fell into place for him. 15th at Tour of Flanders, you know, three months ago, four months ago. He yes. he seems to be pretty inconsistent to me, but still, he he was responsible for half their wins last year. Was one of the, clearly one of their best riders on the roster, and uh, they couldn't keep him. So that's not great. Any any other big loss from the other riders going out? I don't think so. I think Alvin the Decker is a, a bit of a sprinter. I'm not sure he's on the level where he deserves to be on this team. But then again, he's yeah. That, that goes for half the team. So I, I don't want to roast the team or anything, but it's kind of a fact. And I hope these riders step up and they step up to a Walter level and prove us wrong because that would make for an amazing story, kind of like the Leicester City uh, story in football back in the days. So um, I kind of dig the idea of this team being in the breakaway all day and every single day trying to trying to magically get that victory that is not really bossed out for them but yeah we'll see i guess but when it comes to the incoming transfers obviously they had to strengthen their team they brought in anto machine as a sponsor to get to that world tour level they said we would look for riders that are from a higher stature and would bring them to a world tour level i don't believe these transfers do that let's go over them one by one we first of all have some leftovers from CCC because, well, quite simply, during the acquisition of CCC's license, it's clear that they brought in riders that might not have had too many offers for the coming season, perhaps, but also just the most interesting riders, I think, of the CCC acquisition, or also that they brought in Jan Hirt, Jonas Koch, and George Zimmerman. Of the first two of those, Jan Hirt, we've seen quite a bit in Giro's in the past. I think he's done pretty decent in breakaways and also was the kind of rider that tried to get a top 10 in GC at some point. And Jonas Koch is a sprinter who can get top fives in a Velta sprint, for example. So I believe those are actually not bad for a Welter team. They deserve to be part of that. George Zimmerman, I don't know. I think he's a young guy. I think he's 23 or something. Yes, indeed, he's 23. He got 21st at La Velta, which I didn't know, which is actually not a bad result. So... I would dare to say to this guy, try out for GC in the Giro on your own. Don't you think yeah, so? Maybe. He came second in a stage in Visage last year. Um, I mean, sure. Why not? I mean, it's not. <laughs> he's doing He's doing uh, Strade, Torreno, San Remo. So maybe he is doing the Giro. So they are taking your advice, Benji. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe he's won a stage in uh, in 2018 in a U23. Uh, I think uh, Giro della Regione Friuli Venezia Giulia. Uh, he won that a stage there. Fifth in Lavenir, Benji in 2019. So yeah, I mean that that fits with what you're saying. He really should be going for GC. So he's a he is a good signing, I think. Uh, otherwise, Taco Vanderhorn, I don't think Yumbo were too keen on keeping him around. 
Rain Tarame from Team Total Direct Energy. Um, the man said, I think, <laughs> like to when he was at Katusha, he said, hey, if someone wants to pay me 100,000 euro a year, I'm still going to ride. I'm still going to ride, but otherwise I'm not too fast on the sport. <laughs> so he, <laughs> no, well, that was the impression I got. Um, so he's, I think he's won 17 races in his career. Like he's, he's 33. He was good. He was good. He was really, really good, but he hasn't won uh, a proper race since 2016. So that was the last Giro, year. Right? It's good. Yeah. Well, Tour to Slovenia, he won that in stage two there. But yeah, yeah Giro okay. stage, stage 20 Giro in 2016. He is the, well, not the OG, but he is like the classic um, mountain breakaway stage hunter guy, along with Tanel Kanga as well, actually. Um, yes. So yeah, he's. But whether he can get back to that level or do that. I mean, that's what they're going to want him to do. Whether he's capable of that, I am not entirely sure. Baptiste Planker from Mingoel, he's come across. Um, he's going to be in their cobble team. I think he's got a knee injury. He's actually he's consistent. I mean, he's won he's won some races. I think it's fine. He's good in – but whether he's actually going to be competitive in like Bink Bank Tour or – Schelderpreis or Kerner and stuff or Henvable him? No. Like he, he won't be. Um and he's one of their better riders on such terrain. So Yeah. Yeah, it's that's that's the problem. Like he's a top ten guy at like Antwerp Classic. He's got third there before, or like Trobro Leon. But he's not going to be competitive in the big in the big races. Louis Mankies, he's from coming over from NTT. Obviously, he's got he had back to back top tens in the tour. He even came seventh in the Olympic Games road race in 2016. He's still only 28 years old, um, but he just—I know he had an injury. He's washed. Say it. Uh, I mean, say it. Say it. He's washed. He's—he's he's just was he was he ever good though. That's the thing. Was he ever good? Yeah, he was really talented. And was he? I think he kind of made his way back into yeah. like <laughs> top 20 or something of a Grand Tour that he could pro- probably pull off if, if the cards fall right. But he's he's not ready to get at the top step of cycling again. And I don't believe this team has that as a capability for a meter. So I dare to say put him in the break as well, like what you should do on basically every occasion with this team in any race you ride because that's where the victories lie. Yeah, I mean, whatever his injury was, I think he, he he's come back from that from quite a while and I thought he was going to show something at the Giro and he really didn't. He, like, he really didn't show anything at the Giro um, where it wasn't the hardest race the entire time. And he, yeah, so not expecting too much from him either. But going on to their cobbled team now, Benji, I'm going to need some hand-holding, I think, a little bit with some of these riders. You think for, like, Kerner, they'll have Van Poppel, and then for the harder ones, they'll be going with other riders. Like, is Tom de Vrint, is he a, is he a classics guy? Yeah, yeah, Tom de Vrint, maybe. So what I would be looking at for cobble races is Emerikent as one of the leaders. He has shown in Le Saman such that he can definitely be up there in those races. He has not shown it on the big scale yet. 
Omlop top 20, so he can definitely do it. So if he can step up a tiny bit, he can get into top 10s. And I believe in him at the end. He also seems like a nice guy, so probably won't help him on the bike, though. Um, next to him, it's kind of difficult because we got to keep in mind this team, Antomache Wanti, is a team that exists of a road cycling team, but also has a few riders that do cyclocross races. That is, for example, a Quinton Hermans and Courtney van Kessel. Those two riders could likely do well on cobble races because they are good at cyclocross races. Does that mean they can do well on a very long cobble race? That's the difficult part. It's difficult to say. So those two riders are uh, maybe for me. Um, yeah, it's really difficult to add so much on this team. Uh, I thought Jan Bakalans was a commentator on sports. Uh. <laughs> I think he did it at some point. No, <laughs> I don't even know. It He's not on sports, at least, but... I thought he did I think like he's, show appearances with, and he, with Bone. Who, yeah, he does that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I meant like, like under, yeah, yeah. Not like a, not a live commentator. <laughs> like guest show appearances he does. And I think I've seen him more in guest shows these days than <laughs> in the attack. But um, I do find him a very nice guy. I find him one of the more honest people when talking about cycling and taking on issues. Yeah. But obviously that won't help him on the bike itself. I believe he's got talent, but I think he fits more in the races like the Ardennes and such. But I've got the feeling that the Ardennes are just too difficult at the moment for him. Unless he steps back to the level he was a few years ago, then those races can fit. But it's not likely. So, um, yeah, I don't see it. Sorry. Okay. Um, I was trying to hype him up, sort of. Uh, otherwise, for the, the Cobbles, I'm not sure, really. Odd Christian Eichen. He seems to be one of their more talented riders. Um, he won. He's won a stage in the Arctic Race of Norway, Tour de Wallonie. Um, he's gone okay at the Sege in some of those stages, um, but he's not. They seem to have him more pigeoned as a as an Arden Arden man rather than yeah. a classic guy. Um, so Fliegen, I think, is doing Omloop, but they're really holding him for San Remo, Strade, and uh, the Ardennes. He's writing everything. He's not doing full <laughs> complement of, of Cobble Classics. Yeah. He's not so... He's like writing all disciplines, uh, I meant. Yeah. Like yeah he's, he's starting very... off in Cobbles. Yeah. I believe that Loic Fliegen is one of their team riders that is 100% worthy of World Tour. This man can win races on his day. And I think we saw him very strongly at the Tour de Wallonie last year where he was basically on his way to win a stage until... He and Valavamat decided not to work together anymore, and then they got passed by everybody. So, um, too bad. Uh, I believe he can do well in one-day races. Wouldn't surprise me if we see Milano Sanremo, and out of nowhere, Loic Fliegen attacks on the Pajo. Hands down, I think that's going to happen. Is it going to succeed? Less likely, but I think he's a puncher that is currently underestimated. Yeah. Um, otherwise, for their cobbled team, I'm not sure. Yeah, just send send whoever like Plankart and Co. and Jonas. Cobb. Yeah, from Poppers. Amy Hemp is clearly the leader for me, and he's their best option there. Uh, for Sanremo and Strade, Fliegen is the leader, and maybe Alexander Evans goes as well. See how he goes in those races. Maybe Odd Christian Eiking as well. I think might be going. 
uh, so they'd be their leaders in those races in the Ardennes. Anyone else in the Ardennes, Benji, that I'm missing out that actually could be quite good? Quite good? Lorenzo Rota, maybe, or Pasqualon? Well, I think Rota is good at those races, but I think he's mainly better at the Italian classics. Uh, so those hill classics, the smaller ones in Italy, he can set up a really nice one there. I think he got top 20s in basically all of them last year. So certainly can do well on those terrains. I think LB Allen such is a bit too hard for Rota, although I'm fine with him overperforming. Odaiking, certainly, like you mentioned, and mm, perhaps we could add the likes of a Tarame to those races, but those are all riders that will not be moving the needle in these kind of races. Vliegen is for me leader on, on that terrain, and I guess we'll find out if he can, if he can perform at the level that they require of him in this team for 2021 but there's not much else to add when it comes to these rosters and we're moving into gc terrain now and like grand tours who do you send to grand tours we can't split this up in in giro tour velta because it doesn't really matter does it they're gonna be using the same tactic on all three i guess yeah well i know i think alexander evans might and Zimmerman might be allowed to sort of try for GC at, at the Giro, actually. Um, and I think Pasqualon will be going for the sprints in the Giro. And Danny Van Popper will be going for the sprints in the Vuelta. But otherwise, yes, agree that it will be stage hunting time. Um, and I actually think Van Poppel and Pasqualon will be competitive in those sprints. Um and I'll get wait for my hot takes at the end. But yeah, who do you who's their stage hunters? Benji Hermans, Old Christian Iking, um, oh, who else? Tarme, obviously. Uh, but yeah, they they're gonna have to send. <laughs> I think they're just gonna mix and match Mankeys. They'll probably like, the tour again. Yeah, and like Loic Vliegen and and Rota Rota, like, put him in the Giro, let him go for stages. Patili as well. Um, you've got Louis Fleen. I put him in the Tour de France. You've got those hilly finishes at the start, Muda Britannia and such. I believe Lehen can survive that. I believe he can get a top 10 on Muda Britannia. So I think that they could do well in Grand Tours, but the cards need to fall so extremely perfect for them for to come in a situation where they can win the stage. Um, just be in the break every day, and that's it. That's the only way I see this team getting victories in grand tours but i see them doing it i see them getting a victory in a grand tour i'll explain in the hot takes who are who i'll pick for that one um just plainly the same way they rode in these grand tours when they were a wildcard team and i think they've done that quite a few times now in the tour de france uh, i think last year not but the years before that go in the breakaway every day show the colors of the team and also try and sprint with those sprinters like Pascual and such. But in all honesty, the people that are leading this team are so traditional and old school, like he led on this Huren. He's not the kind of the leader you want in a team, in a modern team, to to set up the cards and decide how to ride a certain race. He's very traditional and old school and not very kind to his riders, in my honest opinion, personally. So um I, I, I don't expect much just because of that. Like you also need a good setup when it comes to the people above these riders. And if they're so traditional, then 
they're likely going to go towards old strategies, yeah, the attacking, but also when it comes to the sprinting, we saw when they were in Grand Tours that they were sprinting with like three riders in the same sprint, not even for each other. So, yeah, what are you going to do? Are you going to get 8th, ninth, and 10th every single day? That's not going to get you anywhere. Like, Yeah, I think that's a really they need point to decide about, about the old school. Like, I think with this team, you need to set different goals that are actually appropriate to the team. You need to set attainable goals. And they're going to they're gonna have to be ready for a lot of failures and a lot of shitty days where they might not even get a rider in the top 20 in the race. And that's okay because that's not the rider's fault. Like they're in a transitional year, first year in world tour. It would be weird if they came out and suddenly won 10 races, five of which were world tour. That would be insane. But So they need to have different goals for each rider's specifically tailored for those riders which is you know getting in the break and showing enough strength to actually stay in the break for a period of time or alexander evans having like a i don't know for staying in practicing staying in top 25 or top 20 in gc for like a week of the giro not for the entirety of the giro for like a week or 10 days until the second rest day of the giro that's all that's a win for him that's a tick for him so just different goals, and if if what you're saying, maybe their management is not as adaptable. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they are, but uh, you probably have more insight into it than I do. But now for our predictions, Benji, they had four wins last year, none of which were at World Tour level. I'm putting that over under at four wins again. Do you think they're going to win? Yeah, and do you think they're going to win any World Tour level race? I think they're going to win a World Tour level race. I think they're going to be above the four. Um, but that this is like this is like that that spot where I got to mention like they were in Pro Conti last year. They got four wins in Pro Conti. Now they're going to World Tour. What are you expecting? You can't even win more than four times in in Pro Conti. Like to be, to be fair, a lot of the races were cancelled. That were the yeah, yeah. races. Um, but True. Still, no, but still, hundred. But like, of course, it, like the same applies to Alperson, and they won a lot, a yeah. lot more. But you know, in twenty nineteen, they won eight races. Uh, so maybe yeah, a bit more, but none of them were at World Tour level. It was, and they probably overperformed. That was Wallonie. They did well with Fliegen and and Dupont. Twenty eighteen, they won thirteen races, but they were sort of in Asia or again nothing at World Tour level. So. But Benji, yeah, you're right, Benji. It's it's why would we expect them to be winning ten races, five at world tour level? It's gonna be it's gonna be hard. But yeah, so you think over four still though? Yeah, I think like five or six won't be too much over four. I just think four is like a very low number, and I think more races are gonna be ridden for them because they're on races that are more important for the UCI, so they're unlikely to cancel them compared to a Valenciana or something. Um, can I start with my hot take or is it too early for that? I mean, yeah, no. What's, give me your hot take because I think they're winning over four and I think they're winning a World Tour race as well. But yeah, what's your what's your hot take? I think Lorenzo Rota is going to win a stage in the Giro from the okay. breakaway. See, I, I think Pascal Lon is going to win. I think I think they're going to win two Grand Tour stages. <laughs> <laughs> 
I've pretty much said that every third tier sprinter <laughs> is going to win a stage at the Vuelta in a random day, and they're all going to be none of it. They can't all win that day. So. <laughs> Danny Van Poppel is winning the Vuelta. You <laughs> watch out. He <laughs> probably went oh, Yeah. Is one grand to a stage? Is that hot enough? Can I dial it back to one? That's hot. That's the good. Last, yeah, that, the last that, World Tour win was Gasparotto in Amstel in 2016. Yeah. And that was big. So I think Loic Fliegen is going to top five. Sorry, I'm on mute I think he's going to top, Sorry, what? top five Strade. Okay. I believe in it. I'm not even joking. Like, it's pretty hot when it comes to the take, but <laughs> yeah. just I, want, full I want it to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's good. I think he's really good. He's he's in his prime, and why not? Um, he should be outright leader. So yeah, I think he could be good at, at Strade and good at Milano San Remo again. I think he's really, yeah, really good rider. I think, yeah, that I'm trying to think of other hot takes. I don't want to be. I don't want to be negative on the hot takes uh, for them. To be honest, Emmett Kent will win a cobble race. Anyone, okay. any race. race. Yeah, any race. Fair enough. Um, trying to pick a win for another rider that might. George Zimmerman. <laughs> Good luck. George Zimmerman. Yeah. Top 10 Giro? Pick 15, top 15. Yeah, is it too hot for you? <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's too hot. <laughs> I can't touch it. It's too hot. <laughs> I don't even know if he's doing the Giro. I'm going George Zimmerman, top 9 Giro. Um, <laughs> Not ten, nine. <laughs> Top nine Giro or Vuelta. If he does one of those two, I'm taking both though. One of those two, I think he's going to come in the top nine. Um, and if he does the tour? He's not coming top ten or two. <laughs> <laughs> like this, this is a serious podcast. Um, but that's, <laughs> Yes, it is. <laughs> that's been our preview of the uh, Intermarché Wanting Over material. We try to be... Like there's still stuff to look forward to, and listen, hey, if they win a world tour level race, if they win a grand tour race, I will hype them the fuck up on Instagram and on if I'm doing the highlight video for that race because I'd love to see them do it, and you know I'd love to see these riders doing well. And there is a few few gems in there and some riders that can improve, you know, um, Fliegen, Zimmerman, Evans if he gets you know keep gets a chance on GC, Odd Christian Eiching, Eamon de Hent. There's this Pasqualon community stage rota. You know, there's some gems in there, but overall, I think they're going to be not as good as Apps and Phoenix or uh, RKS Samzi. But yeah, that's been our preview for them, and we'll see you in the next one. Ciao. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. 
Shopify.com slash work.